Let's go talk about the Lions offseason, the end of the year last Sunday. Seems like it was three months ago, but it was only five days ago, less than five days. Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press Lions beat writer. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? All is well. Looking forward to some time off after the Super Bowl. I know journalists, reporters aren't supposed to become emotionally attached to teams, but it's hard not to uh, with this Lions team coaching staff, Sheila Hamp, Holmes, everybody connected. What do you take from the positive from last Sunday night that you think will inspire and carry this team through the offseason? Well, I think just being there, you know, and, and Dan Campbell's message after the game that, you know, this is no sure thing to be back. I mean, that was just sort of a sign to guys that, hey, look, when you do get this opportunity again or if you do get this opportunity again, know that every single play matters, every detail matters because it wasn't one thing that cost them. It was a drop pass and a missed block and another drop pass and a dropped interception and maybe some of Campbell's own mistakes. I think there were there were many things that ended up, you know, impacting this, but Ultimately, you know, when you win 12 games in the regular season, when you go on the run that they did, sort of have the give the season the magical feel that it, it felt for, for most of the year, um, I think even though it ended in, in heartbreak, I think most people will walk away thinking it was a pretty successful year. Will they be big spenders in the free agent market that opens up in March, or will they spend more on giving golf, Sewell, same Brown deals. Yeah, I think more towards the latter. I mean, they, they certainly have enough cap room or projected cap room, I guess. And, you know, when it uh, comes to what they can do this offseason, I think they're, you know, around $60 million right now or somewhere in, in that neighborhood. But, you know, I've, I've always told people the the biggest issue is not – your salary cap room it's your your cash spend you know and the lions have they've got a monster extension to do with jared goff he's going to get 50 million or so a year they've got a monster extension to do with amon ross st brown he's probably going to get 25 million a year i don't know that they that they will do sewell this offseason they can certainly try if they want because that price is only going up and he's going to be the highest paid offensive tackle in the game when he gets a deal so um the Lions need a cornerback. There's some good ones available. Maybe if the right guy was there, if a Jalen Johnson got to free agency, maybe you could see the Lions trying to splurge. But, um, you know, I, I think by and large they're going to spend a lot on their own guys this offseason. And you got, what, four picks in the first three rounds, and Holmes has been magical, as good as anybody I've ever seen out of the box in terms of drafts. So you pick 29, you always could move up, maybe use one of those extra picks to get up and get that corner or edge rusher you want. And, you know, we look what the second and third round has brought this team. They should be able to find starters or at least guys who can take up a lot of snaps opposite Hutch on the D-line and also in that secondary. Yeah, I think secondary is the the – that's the biggest issue, you know. The and look, they they look like they have a couple guys at safety and Melifonlu and Kirby Joseph and Brian Branch was really good at slot cornerback, but you know the the outside cornerback play this off season was subpar, and that really hurt this team. And part of that, you're right, huge is. is you know, they need a second pass rusher, a reliable second edge rusher to go with Aiden Hutchinson, and they, they don't have that. So I do think the draft, um, you know, they will target some defensive help there. Obviously, it's, it's a little too early to be specific with anything, but it just makes sense that you go out and you bolster the sort of the, uh, you know, the weakest part of your roster. The other area I would say, too, 
his offensive line because they need some depth there. They got two guards that are, are going to be free agents, even if they bring one of them back. You know, Ragnow's had a lot of injuries. Taylor Decker's entering the last year of his contract. That's the place you don't want to let slide. So I do expect the Lions to, to spend some draft capital there as well. Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press Lions beat writer, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Would you say this team overachieved this year? Because that's the big question on, was this the stepping stone to a window of four till six, five till seven, because they're so young, uh, run here? Or are they still missing a lot that could be exposed next season? Well, I do think they maybe overachieved a little bit. You know, the you know it's not often that you go from not being in the playoffs to to the NFC Championship game. So maybe there was a small step skipped in there. But you know, they have a lot of the pieces in place to to sustain this and, and to be better next year since they're so young. I I think you know when you when you sort of look at expectations coming into the year, most people thought they'd win the division. You know, the NFC North was kind of ho hum. Coming out of the year, you know, you think the NFC North is going to be pretty good next year, and and so maybe you know the Lions were were a little bit ahead of the curve, but um, yeah, I, I, I sort of like where they're positioned for the future. When they got to get the golf deal done, is that uh, done before free agency? So you know what type of money you have to work with. I would think that would be in the next month to five weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Uh, I'll just tell you that I'll probably pre-write my Jared Goff, you know, signs a contract extension story to have it ready to go before free agency because he is due a, uh, I think he's got a $5 million roster bonus due in mid-March there. So it sort of makes sense if you're going to do it to try to get it done before then. Um, you know, what, what Brad Holmes has done with contracts in the past, though, extensions, that is, most of those have come in the summer. So, um, you know, I would I would think, there's a, a window to get it done there before free agency, but uh, certainly not necessary that they have it done as long as it's done by the end or by the uh, the start of, of training camp or the start of the season. They should be fine. David, even with the sting of blowing that 24-7 halftime lead, just think about this organization with what boxes they have checked right now. Consistent owner uh, representing the Ford family, the best ever in Sheila Hamm. Brad Holmes, uh, you know, executive of the year, right, based on – Sporting News or whatever uh, awards yep. you look at. Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year. Uh, Goff has joined the penthouse of, you know, the top eight tennis quarterbacks in the NFL. St. Brown is as good as anybody in the game uh, catching the football. The splash of Laporta, uh, Gibbs, uh, J-Mo, his maturation here was overlooked at the end of the season. And you throw Branch in, who's a, mini version of Ronnie Lott, and you start to think, and I, I said this at halftime, and I never should have, to the group at the Garage Bar in Ada, I think the Lions, and I, I said this, Dave, may be on the verge of a dynasty. <laughs> well, I think um, that's a tall task, you know, to be on the verge of a dynasty. I, I, I'm with you that I like what they've assembled, and, you know, they've got, anchors on each line and Sewell and Hutchinson and some really good skill talent. But, you know, I, w- I would say the Lions have pretty good injury health this year. Um, Jared Goff is a pretty good quarterback. Better than that, maybe, but maybe not in that, you know, still Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow class. And so when you look around the rest of the NFC, and it was down this year, if we're being honest, um, just depth-wise, there weren't a, a ton of really good teams. Um, you know, if a Jordan Love, if the Bears draft a quarterback and that guy, if one of those two guys becomes 
Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, someone in that elite tier, well, then all of a sudden, you know, the Lions are maybe looking up at that team in their division again. So there's a new set of obstacles that comes with winning, you know, when you start paying players and who you're going to keep and who you're not and drafting 29th instead of drafting second. So there's a whole slew of different things that they have to, hurdles that they have to um, jump. But I do like what the Lions have done so far, and I do think with Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, they're well-positioned for the future. And when you look at the, the immediate future this fall, I would think the Vikings, there's no way they can let Cousins go. He reportedly asked him for $90 million over two years. That seems below market value. They're loaded. Hawkinson, if he gets back from the knee injury, Addison, Jefferson, I, I, I don't see how the Vikings don't bring him back. Caleb Williams now is saying, don't draft me Chicago. So I guess that's good news to a point. And the Packers showed at the end of the season uh, that they're going to be a player next year in the NFC North. So that divisional race should be interesting. Yeah, and look, the Packers, I mean, they were as, it looked as good as any team in the NFL to close the year. And just like the Lions, they had the 49ers beat on the road but couldn't close the deal. So I do think when you look ahead, the, the NFC North is going to be pretty darn good next year. The Vikings, look, they were a good team this year. Would have been better if, if – you know, Cousins was healthy, and they do. They at least they are acting like they're sort of in a window of contention right now, right? You go back to when they traded uh, for T.J. Hawkinson, and even trading down in the draft because they wanted to have more cheap players. Like the the moves they've made lead me to believe as well that they want to bring or will try to bring Kirk Cousins back. So all of a sudden, you know, a year ago we were looking at the NFC North saying, "Ah, eh, it should be the Lions." I don't know that there's any other good teams there. Vikings are going to take a step back. These other two are too young. Well, next year it looks like there's going to be four pretty good teams, uh, depending on what happens with the Bears and their quarterback situation. I don't believe everything I read on Twitter, but did I see something that the Lions are getting new uniforms next year? I haven't heard any of that from the Michigan end of this. Was that just something spit out no, on right. Twitter? Yeah, no, Rod Wood told me last spring they were getting new uniforms, so expect it here in the coming months. Don't know what they're going to look like yet, but uh, and it won't be a you know complete redesign, right? They're still going to keep the Honolulu blue, but uh, for everyone out there buying Lions jerseys, you might as well wait until the new ones come out sometime this spring. Yeah, I would think they'll splash it right before the draft. Uh, with the draft in Detroit, it's the perfect timing right. to unveil their new uniforms because everybody would be wearing them. Actually, probably maybe even – early March uh, with, or as quick as you can uh, have them out there so people are ordering it and wearing it and the world sees it at the draft. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great point, and especially when you're picking that low in the draft, right? Not a lot of people are going to be hyped about who you're getting at 29. That's a tough thing to look ahead to, so you throw it out right around that time that, that gets people talking, and then the new guy, when he's walking across the stage in your hometown, is holding up that New Jersey. Yeah, my dream, I talked about it a week ago on this show, right about this time, David, I said, can you imagine at the NFL draft in Detroit, this was before the Niners NFC title game, if Roger Goodell stepped to the podium and said with the 32nd pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the world champion Detroit Lions select, boom. Hmm. Going to have to wait another year for that one. But I think uh, halftime, a lot of people had that thought because that was, you know, I even turned to Carlos uh, Menares, my colleague who was sitting next to me, and I said, man, can you believe this? Like, they're going to Vegas? And I don't know, I was probably one of about a million people in this area that jinxed them, but that thought had to be running through everyone's head. Well, and I'm, I'm on the American Airlines app looking at flights, what dates I'm going to be out there. We had a 
battle plan all set up with Marty Board, the Michigan Sports Network, and our friends from DraftKings. We were ready to roll. We had it all lined up. I was going to be in a suite uh, with some higher-ups at DraftKings. I was going to be there at the game doing five shows, three before, two afterwards. And instead, nothing against you, David, but I'm here talking about the Lions uniforms. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, you know, Graham Glasgow said this in the, uh, when I was talking to him at Locker Cleanout Monday, he said, you know, the, um, he said, you know, he's going to get over it, right? He's not one that's going to dwell on this for the rest of his life, but for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be hard. Yeah. He's going to be watching a team they beat in week one, the Chiefs, play a team they should have beaten in the oh. championship game. Well, I can't watch it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch a Super Bowl. I'll, I'll DVR it, and I'll have to read about it, you know, look at highlights because, of, you know, I do a statewide sports radio show. But right now, I'm on day five post-NFC championship downer, and I have no – even if I see a story on TV, like, you know, I'm flipping through the channels, I'll get away from the Super Bowl. I'll just, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm not a player. I can't imagine what the coaches, what Hamp, what Holmes, what Spillman, uh, anybody uh, who's really, really locked in and and are part of the reasons why they were there and had a 24-7 lead. That I don't know if it's a couple weeks. I, I personally think a lot of people, it will sting. Until they now, now they have another hump they have to get over. It was Stafford. It was the home playoff game. It was winning the NFC North. We again keep uh, keep checking all these boxes, and now it's go win that NFC Championship game and get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and organizationally, it might not happen until next fall because once you get on the field, right, that becomes a thing of the past. And now, whether Amen. you make it or you don't, you're going to have something else that that you know eats you up, or, or you're celebrating. But until then, I do think you're right. There's a lot of people that they're going to be kicking themselves over whatever happened in that game, and, and either them not being there or their team not being there. My prediction before I let you go, David, is that if the Niners win the Super Bowl, the Lions and the Niners will be the opening night game because the Lions have brought mega TV ratings since that opener. They are America's team and the rematch with the hearts broken and all that off season when they announce a schedule in May leading up to that season opener Lions at the Niners again. Think about it. Well, yeah, no, that'd be, Hey, they, you're right. That was a, a great game. That first one week one against Chiefs started it all off and, uh, I'm sure the Lions would relish that opportunity. Oh, that would be awesome. That would that that would be that would be even though again, kind of like the Chiefs felt like a playoff game because the Lions were the only game they're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. It was such a buzz after that that in May when they do the schedule announcement on the NFL Network, usually on a Thursday, like the week after the draft, is that when they do that, and if it's if we're thinking May, June, July, August, waiting for the trip back to San Francisco and the Lions are hungry, that would be an awesome opener. Awesome. Tantalizing for sure to think about. All right, buddy. Thank you for your time, man. Get some downtime, okay? Yeah, sounds good. I will. We'll talk to you. All right, Dave Burkett.